Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to episode 162. How are you, Josh Roar? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can't believe we're on 162 episodes. Well, we aren't. The podcast no. is. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. I haven't been here for the last couple of weeks either. So there's that. So yep. the podcast. Yes. The podcast. Craziness. Craziness. So, so what's going on? So the couple things going on. Uh, USA Powerlifting sent an email like last week or two weeks ago about the Arnold um, saying that our venue space is being given to somebody else. And basically that was followed by lifters panicking, wanting to back out of the Arnold, et cetera. Um, when that was just meant to be transparent, like let everybody know what's going on. But uh, the mm. most recent update is, they're still working with the Arnold to figure out where we're going to be there, but it sounds like everything is going to still be part of the Arnold, you know, whatever. So uh, probably no need to freak out, but you know, that's people's nature. So um, yeah, that's right. one update. The other update is raw nationals opened at registration opened at midnight. I believe it was on January 15th and by 1 p.m., it was already completely full. That's crazy. Yeah. And so Ron Nationals is in October. It's in September this year. September. Okay. But still, it's, yeah, it's a Damn. long ways away. So, wow. so a lot of people are upset that they didn't get in. Um, they qualified, didn't get in. Um, and I feel those pains because the majority of our team did not get in. Oh. Um, so, I mean, it, why would you think that you have to sign up at 9 a.m. in the morning? Like, what if you have a life or a job where you can't do that? Like, yeah, then I, yeah, I don't know. But, but if everybody did get up, there'd still be the people that didn't get in. And it would just be mm -hmm. like in the first hour we didn't get in. So, yeah, it, right. it's a problem and it's definitely being worked on and will not be an issue next year. It was, it was kind of an issue last year because the meat cat hit the, they, they had to put a cap in place because there were so many people signing up and it ended up selling out. And, you know, traditionally national meets don't have caps. And I guess the assumption was that that wouldn't happen again this year, but it happened way more aggressively this year than last year. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's being looked at now, like, well, something's got to change, like qualifying totals got to be higher. Um, you know, having different rounds of sign up maybe. So the top lifters sign up first, um, but then, you know, that's the same as just having higher QTs in a way, but right. anyway, there is, there is still some silver lining for the top, top lifters. Um, and I'll kind of go through that real quick. So basically it's the same, same thing that happened last year is once the meat hit the cap, anybody that has a pro card that did not get in still gets to register. So even mm -hmm. though the meat's full, if you have pro status, then you, you automatically are, are going to be given a window to still register now. There's a couple meets coming up at the Arnold that people can earn a pro card and that still counts. Um, so anybody doing the Masters of Iron, um, if you win the Masters of Iron and, and earn best lifter, 
um, with the minimum dots of 400 for female or 425 for male. That's age adjusted dots. Um, anyway, if you if you win best lifter there, then you earn your pro card and then you get to register for nationals as well. Um, mm-hmm. The Arnold Raw Challenge is the top three best lifters by dots. Um, it's 475 for women and 500 for men is the minimum. But if you're the top three dots, male, male and female, um, mm-hmm. then you earn your pro card and then you get to register. And then outside of that, um, the best lifter at regionals for both open and masters lifters, the best lifter, I'm sorry, the top three lifters at the open world cup and the top three lifters at the masters world cup earn a pro card. So those are in regionals. I mean, they're in June, July, the open world cup, I think is in May. And I think the masters is in June or vice versa. Either way, there's still opportunities to earn pro status. So those very top elite level lifters that are not already pros, they still have an opportunity to earn pro status and then be able to register for nationals. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of long-winded, but I wanted to at least make well, sure everybody's aware that, you know, the door is not closed. If you are that top tier caliber lifter, the door is not completely shut. You still have opportunities to earn pro status prior to nationals, which would allow you to get into nationals. All right. Now is, um, is doing nationals part of earning Pro yeah. So if you, well? if you, if you place top th- in the open division, if you place top three in your weight class with the, and hit the minimum dots, you earn pro status or renew it if you already have it. Mm. And then for the masters, if you're top 15 overall in the meet by age dots, you right. earn or renew your pro status. So if you were somebody who was trying to earn their pro card and they didn't get into nationals would that be kind of like I don't know, dinging you at this point. Yes. Yeah. Boy. So you have to, you have to get it somewhere else before nationals. Right. Right. So it's it's tough sledding out there. Yeah. Boy. I I would never have thought it would fill up that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Even knowing it filled up last year, like I, I had no concept that it would fill up and, and maybe that's being naive on my part. Maybe I should have known, but on the flip side, if, if, if I knew that that was going to happen, like, then I think it would have been more obvious that we should have raised qualifying totals too, which I, right. I think we, we knew we should, like, I, 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 I felt that they needed to go up for a while, but i never thought it would be, you know, nine months out the meets right. full, you know, cause that basically takes away the entire 2024 for people being able to qualify right. and sign up. Um, which I guess that's another thing people are bringing up is the way the way the the way it's always been stated is you have until January one of the previous year through the entry deadline to hit the qualifying total, hmm. and it's always just been that because meets national meets traditionally don't obviously last year did and this year traditionally national meets don't have a cap and they never sell out so when you hit the qualifying total one month out, then you sign up. Well, now, because it's filling up so fast, people are signing up without a qualifying total, hoping that they hit it before the entry deadline, because that's the way it's worded. You just have to have a qualifying total by the entry deadline. It doesn't say that you can't sign up until you have a qualifying total. So there's a lot of people signed up that don't have qualifying totals yet, um, which is also, you know, people have, and that and that system works if there's if the qualifying totals are high enough where the meet doesn't sell out, right? But 
when there's a lot of people like that are in the meet that may or may not qualify. Okay. Right. They, they're holding spots that other people that are already qualified. So. Right. So is there a wait list? There's no wait list because the meets already at cap and then we're going to add in the pros, which is going to obviously put us over oh. the cap anyway. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, the only, the only option now to get into raw nationals is to earn pro status. If you don't already have it, if you already have it, then you can still sign up. There's going to be a window to sign up um, for mm. pros that didn't register yet or anybody right. that earns a pro card in the future before nationals. Right. Yeah. Fun, huh? Yeah. On the flip side, uh, Equip Nationals registration opened on January 10th. And, and there's two lifters. Well, that's what I'm going to look up real quick. Currently, currently there are 17 lifters. So, you know, there's always oh. that option. And that's the thing, because wow. Equip Nationals doesn't sell out. So lifters are going to wait till the last minute to sign up or wait till they qualify to sign up. Most likely just wait till the last minute anyway. So there'll be right. a couple hundred lifters, but you know, for planning purposes, like raw nationals, we can already start planning, like for the most part, you know, right. the schedule and everything equipped. We don't know until closer. So, I mean, there's pros and cons, like from an organizational standpoint, it's nice to know how many lifters we have, what the breakdown is by weight class, all those things. But it's also a lot of the top lifters have been left out. Wow. So go to the dark side. Yeah. Probably not so, going to happen for most raw lifters though. Yeah. But I mean, so, uh, you know, there are, there are other places like, yeah, raw nationals is the big show, but like the open world cup and the masters world cup, I think would be good alternatives if you didn't get in. And those are going to come up sooner than later because one, that's going to be a very high level competition, but two, you have a chance to store in pro status and get in. Um, to, to nationals. So, you know, if you're looking for, you know, a, a high level meet to go to, if you didn't get into raw nationals, I would say one of the world cup meets or reg even regionals are going to be competitive. Like there's opportunities to go compete, but again, it's just, it's not, it's not nationals. Right. Right. And most raw lifters would be like, no, nah, I'm not doing equipped nationals because I'm not lifting equipped. Yeah. I'm in favor of doing equipped nationals, even if you're not going to wear equipment just because you're going to have, you know, competition and it is a national meet. So production wise, it's going to be high level and things like that, but mm. people oh. just don't, well, one that they, they might not realize they can do that still. Um, mm. A lot of people think that you have to wear a gear to be in the equipped division. You don't, it's, you're allowed to wear everything up to what's allowed in equipped division. Um, it's right. just like a raw lifter can wear knee sleeves, but they're not required to. Right. right. So right. same, same concept. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Well, and I think there's a, a few nuances there that I don't know that, um, yeah, people are aware of. Yeah. So the trick is to, uh, how would they know those things? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I say I've always known that just because it, to me, it's like just one of those things now. But like at some point, I, I guess maybe I've always known it because when Raw was first created, or I guess prior to being raw being created like there were lifters that competed without wearing the gear it was the right. equipped division but it was you know we didn't call it equipped division we just called it open or masters because there wasn't more than one right. you know, there wasn't more than one division so there were people lifting without gear then so it's just naturally like of course you can still do that now 
So I guess right. if you started after that, you might not know that. So, right. So we are sharing the the news. <laughs> All of the knowledge bombs. You must listen to this podcast, or you won't. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think we just hit on the title of this podcast right there. What's that? Knowledge bombs that you didn't. Knowledge know? bombs. If you didn't get into raw nationals. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good title. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like using the word bomb though in anything oh, related to powerlifting because it's like... knowledge nugget. Knowledge nugget. We can um, call no- we can say knowledge bomb. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care that yeah. much. <laughs> Do better with your words. Yeah. So what else is new? Oh, yeah. No, not much. Do we want to uh, reflect on the new year? Yeah, I've been saving that for Are you because we... that was your that was your topic that you wanted to talk about, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it by myself. Uh, oh, reflect by yourself, Josh. Come on. I still have Christmas decorations up and um, mail unopened from. You know, you know my rule, right? I get, just I, leave it up. I, well, yeah, I used to leave it up to like March, April, but um, since getting married, that's no longer an option. But <laughs> the compromise was I'm allowed to leave it up until my birthday, which is January 28th. Ah, okay. So I think the neighbor across the street has has a deal where they can leave theirs up until we take ours down because they still have theirs up too. But everybody else in our neighborhood is taking their stuff down. It's down. But yeah. two, two streets or two houses at the end of the street across from each other still have their lights up. Yeah. So well, there you go. Well, I mean, and the, um, the extent of my decoration is very minimal. So I really, my only excuse is I've been gone for the last two weeks. So, <laughs> you know, uh, just, can, just own it. Be proud of it. Yeah. I, Christmas, July, it's fine. We got our we got our tree up. We got the Christmas lights in the inside of the house hung up still. We got the lights on the outside of the house. I got the lights in the basement. They're all still nice. up. Still turn them all on. Own it. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So um, I don't know. For stuff to reflect on from last year. Yeah. I don't know. I've had a lot of uh, time to reflect recently because I've just had some family stuff going on. And, you know, just sometimes your perspective shifts. Um, suddenly when there's like turmoil in your family and you get to go, whoa, you know, what, what you think is important sometimes isn't actually important. So I don't know, maybe it's just a time to get perspective on things and go, hmm, is, uh, you know, two weeks ago, I would have told you my, my job is super important and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, my job is important as a means to the end, you know, to support my family. Yeah, it's not a things are just not as important as I thought they were. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't have deep thoughts like that. Um, <laughs> you do sometimes, just maybe sometimes, not right now. every now and then. I mean, you're probably right. Like, yeah, job's not as important. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've really been enjoying being a dad, to be honest, like mm. hanging out with Emma and playing That's with her and important. stuff. Yeah. So, so I get it. I get where you're coming from there. Um, Cause I would have never in a million years thought that like having a kid or anything would like mm-hmm. be like it is. I mean, it's been, I was that, like, yeah, I just, I, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but like, it's, it's awesome. I love it. Mm-mm. You didn't even know you were incomplete. Yeah. Until that happens. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, like you can tell people like your entire life is going to be different after you have children, but you just can't 
Well, that's the part that freaked me out. I'm like, I don't want my life to change. Like, <laughs> I like it how it is. I don't want like Tough. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a good change. Like it's, it's weird. It's hard to explain mm. unless you've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and that, that part never ends, you know, have a kid that's in their twenties and you'll still be worried about them and doing stuff for them. And it just never ends. Well, you make that sound like a big downer. Well, no, it's just, it's just, I don't mean it as a downer. It's just, it's, I don't know. I, I think I always, I always thought like, Hey, once they're 18, goodbye. Um, and it just doesn't, it doesn't really work out that way. Like, and I don't think that's a downer. Yeah. Well, you made it sound to. like a downer when you said it. Well, <laughs> well, with the shit that I've been dealing with lately, it, you know, maybe it's a little downer, but, um, and I won't go into that, but yeah, this, there's been some fun and it's, it's not all fun and games, but you know, it is what it is. And that's the one thing you, the thing you can't control is the fact that there will be change and there'll be yeah. change that you don't expect. It's going to happen anyway. You better be able to roll with it. I traditionally don't like change unless it's like adding weight to a bar. <laughs> yeah. I don't think many people like change. It's not, I don't think anybody's like, Hey, let it's me just uproot my entire life. It's uncomfortable. And we often don't do it until we have to. Um, yeah. But then you get moments of like clarity where, you know, when someone in your family, like, you know, if some, someone dies or is really sick or there's turmoil where you can kind of go back and go, Oh, like, Hmm. What I was, what I was thinking was important. Isn't. And what I thought I'd never want to change. Well, maybe I'm open to that actually, you know? So yeah, it's a new year and things are going to be different whether you want them to or not. It's 2024, right? No, not weird. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I had to think and about it, used- it for a minute. I'm like, is it 2024, 2030? Like that's how <laughs> out of touch I am. Like I really, for a split second, I had to think about that. Hey, and often I don't know what day of the week it is. So yeah. this is a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but at least you don't write checks that much anymore. You know, like yeah. it used to be that that would be the weirdest thing to write a check and you're like, oh, I got the wrong date. Well, how many people, how many checks do you write nowadays? Not many. No, I don't write very many checks. No. Your body's writing checks that you're, wait, your ass is writing checks. Your body can't cash. <laughs> your face can't cash. Or, how's that name, na- name that movie. Oh, I know I've heard this, the saying. It's one, of, it's one of your favorite actors. All right. I, I give. My brain doesn't work. One of your favorite actors, Tom Cruise. Oh, mm, that was mean. I know. I got gotcha. you. It's from Top Gun. Your body's oh. right in check. No, your your ass is right in checks. Your body can't cash. Is it uh, the drill sergeant? Yeah, uh, it's not a drill sergeant, but yeah, the 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 guy, the bald guy, yeah, with yeah, the cig- with the cigar, yeah, Hondo was that his name? No, not Hondo. That's Star Wars. Um, anyway, whatever. Yeah, I like the original '80s movie, and that was back when I liked Tom Cruise. Now I know better. So, no Tom Cruise. Bruce Willis all day. And it is a Christmas movie. That's all I'm saying. Die hard. still st- stuck on that. Huh? I am. I am still stuck on that. I had so many people text me and be like, what the hell is Josh talking about? It is still a Christmas movie. 
I'm looking up. Oh, his name is Stinger in Top Gun, the bald guy. Oh, I don't even know if we ever knew that. That's like deep, deep trivia. B-roll. Who knew that? No. Yeah. No. Anyway, so reflecting, so reflecting on 2020, wait, reflecting on 2023, going into 2024, I think with like, so I think my thing is prior to COVID, like powerlifting was my life. I went to meets, went to all the meets, um, was while well, still running meets at that point. And it was a lot. And I think since things shut down, I stepped back from that. But now that things are opening up again, like I have that desire to start going back to all the meets all the time, like refing. And I don't think that's in my best interest. I think I need to go to some, right. Mm -hmm. But I need to spend time with, you know, hope and Emma and things like that too. So trying to find that balance. Like I feel pulled in both directions. So I think that's the, Mm -hmm. if I want to be deep and reflective, I think that's what I got to manage balance balance yeah yep yep there's that and uh the one thing i want to look at more is like i have this um I, ha- I have an idea that health is a priority for me but when it comes down to execution sometimes i tell myself it's a priority but then i don't actually follow through um i mean i, I still probably eat better than most people and train more than most people but I think I could still do better. I, I need to uh, yeah. focus on those things because, you know, at my age, <clears throat> not that old, but still, once, once you're pushing into your mid-50s, you got to start going, okay, because uh, I, I don't want to end up in a nursing home ever. Like, I, I want to be able to uh, stay strong, lift the chicken coop whenever I want to, get off the floor whenever I want to, and just do whatever I want to because – you know, that's something I'm seeing with my aging members of my family that, you know, they get limited in what they can do yeah. because of that, you know, lack of strength. So yep. this is this is when it matters. Yep. You know? I saw an interesting quote from somebody or maybe it was an interview. I don't know where I saw it, but it's basically and I'll summarize it. It's basically somebody asked the, you know, this person, like, are you willing to die for your kids? Absolutely. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Are you willing to be healthy and live longer for your kids? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That that is a good one, huh? Yeah. Because that's really what it comes down to. I mean, yeah. I know a friend who has, who's a foot doctor, and she's told me that she she has amputated people's feet and toes that have diabetes. Diabetes, not like you know, diabetes one, but you know, type two diabetes, like this is lifestyle. Yeah. You know, like at what point do you go, Hey, I'd rather use, lose my foot than stop eating. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you need to be around. Yeah. Yeah. So eat better, train regularly, stay strong. There you go. There you go. My my words of wisdom. (laughs) Yep. All right. What's your new lifter tip? Oh, is this a new one that you've, uh, now, this is the one that you wrote out like a long time ago, but I, had, no. I didn't use it because it's yours. So I'm going to let you talk no. about it. Okay. Um, so maybe on the same vein of like doing better, like work on your range of motion. It's not required really in, in powerlifting. And a lot of powerlifters aren't um, 
may be known for their flexibility, but when you work on your flexibility and your mobility on a regular basis, it will make you less likely to have injuries. So work through a full range of motion, get yourself a little bit more mobile, do the things that help. You know, if you don't have ankle mobility, if you find yourself squatting wide because you don't have that ankle mobility where your knee can actually travel over your toes, you might want to work on that. Like this is stuff that will free up your hips. You feel like it's your hips. Like, you know, you know what I'm hearing in my head as you say this, if your knees don't pass travel past your toes, you might have mobility problems. If you park your truck in your front yard, you might be a redneck. That's what I hear. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot. Did that that sound like Jeff Foxworthy? (laughs) Yes, pretty much. You can't put your arms over your head. If you can't, you know, bend your wrists back past 90 degrees, like you might have a wrist issue. And those are all things that really affect our lifting. I mean, your, your wrists, your shoulders and your hips. And a lot of times people think their hips are tight when it's actually their dorsiflexion on their feet. Like look at range of motion issues and address them, you know, and some things you can't address. Some things are like, you know, where your connectors are and, you know, just how you're structured, but you know, you, you want to work the range of motion that um, you were born with and regain that. <laughs> and you see little kids getting in a full squat. You, you watch your, your daughter all the time. I'm sure squatting. Yeah. She, she squats okay. down and like, like sits on the floor in a squat stance and just sits there yeah. like her butt's right. touching the ground. Like how, yeah. how does right. that even work? Yeah. In theory, we should all be able to do that still. Obviously we yeah. can't, We're probably not going to all recover that, but um, you know. Yeah. The body's capable of moving that in those ways. So you should right. continue to move in those ways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's the tip. There's the tip. Cool. I like it. Long-winded. All right. That's all I got. How about you? That's it. My brain isn't right. braining anyway. All right. Well, I like the butterflies under the eyes. It's a nice touch. Oh, do I still have them? Yep. The whole podcast, but I the wasn't going to say anything because <laughs> it's too late now. And I didn't even know. I don't see them on my I, I assumed you didn't know. That's why I didn't say anything, <laughs> but th- these are going to be all over social media. So <laughs> nice, Joshua. Thanks for yep. that. Yep. Welcome to 2024. <laughs> oh that's awesome Um, all right well until next week have a good one stay strong bye now later thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode of the powerlifting and power ballads podcast please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends